right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and it's another preview episode. We'll be getting talking here soon about uh, Michigan versus Indiana, but we've been on a streak, and we're going to keep the streak going, so we're here to make you smarter. All right. Work get those brits on. Yes. Work those brain cells. Get those smarts. Make so you good looking too. Yeah. I and I, I kind of feel bad that I got this one right now because I really feel like uh should have been used for uh hollow like either pre Halloween or post like right after Halloween. But I got mm-hmm. a candy bar one for you. Oh, okay, good. So Kind of sick of candy bars, man. They eat too much. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have too much. I didn't. Uh, it wasn't so much candy bars. It was a lot of Skittles and uh, Starburst this year. So. Oh, okay. But, uh, but this one is a candy bar one. So uh, it's for three musketeers. So did you know that three musketeers bars got their name because they used to come with three flavors? Actually, I did know that. I did. You lie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So you 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 were aware of that? Yeah, I was, and I was aware of like even Baby Ruth was a name after the you know baseball player. So it's actually made, named after I think uh, one of somebody's daughter or something. So. Nobody hears about Baby Ruth. Right. We're talking about Three Musketeers, but yeah. yeah. So uh, do you know what the flavors are then? No, I don't. Let's, okay. yeah, let's do, do you want to take a stab? I'll say Neapolitan. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's actually pretty funny and kind of accurate because it was uh, the three flavors were vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Ah, see? Hey. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? There you go. I should have given you that one. Yeah, the good old jackpot. Something, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it came out in the 1930s. They had uh, th- the three different flavors. Um, and because of World War II, rations made things expensive, so they cut it down to one. And so the three flavors of Three Musketeers are no more. I feel like they th- they should do a throwback and bring it back for a little while. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. I, I'd really be interested in the... Uh, I, I really like strawberry, raspberry, and chocolate kind of thing, so I'd be interested to see how that one tasted. Yeah, you know, we've got this uh, bowl of candy at my work, you know? So we got those little miniatures, those uh, Hershey's, you know, they come with like crackle and uh, just your regular chocolate, and they've got all those other kind of flavor things like that. You know which ones that are still in there? No one, no one eats them. You know those little Hershey miniatures. Yeah. Well, there's one kind that's still sitting in there, and no one likes them or eats them. It's funny. You know which ones they are? Is it the raspberry ones? <laughs> no, it's the Hershey's, uh, the Mister Good bar. Nobody likes those. Oh gosh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean seriously, it's amazing. They're still sitting in there. <laughs> oh, I was think I, I was thinking Hershey Kisses. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty Dude, crazy. the be- the best one are the crackle ones. Right, you got the crack, you got the dark chocolate, you got your regular, and then you got Mister Good Bar. No one eats those. Yeah. So no love for Mister Good Bar. No. More no. like Mister Bad Bar. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Right, right. Burn. Burn. Yeah. I mean, we can't give those things away. You should save them all for Halloween next year, and that be the <laughs> only thing you give out. Yeah, your let ha- us. If anybody likes those, let us know. Maybe we'll send them to you in a care package. I don't know. You so, would, your, your place would get eggs so fast if you did that. Yeah, I know. I know. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Okay. All right. Real quick before we start everything off here, I do want to make a quick note. If you did listen to our last episode, which was the college football playoff rankings for week three, apologize. The last three to five minutes got chopped off. There was a processing issue. Um, that thing, uh, that everything didn't go through, so it didn't finish a hundred percent. So the last little bit got cut off. 
If you didn't see in the uh, in the description, it mentioned that, but I wanted to say that here at the beginning, just for those of you who might not have been aware about that issue. Thank you for those of you who noti notified us about that. Um, but we did catch that, and so uh, the problem has been identified, and so we should be good moving forward. So uh, with that, we will go ahead and move forward and get rolling with this. Okay, so can you help me out here, Craig, and help me understand what the crap is going on with the time scheduling for these Michigan games? Yeah, this is at 4 o'clock, right? What the yes. hell? Hit this. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, what's this? 3.30 time. Are they... What happened they... at noon, man? Right. I know. It seems like we had a lot of 3.30s, right? Yeah. It's starting to really annoy me. <laughs> Well, I'm like, are you slowly getting rid of noon games? Because I love noon games. I know. You Highlight get... of the day. They're easy. I feel like they're better when you go to the game. It's... Are they doing the 4 o'clock? Because, you know, they're waiting for the other teams, you know, other games to get over because they kind of run long. I, yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question on why they're doing this random 4 o'clock. I guess nobody cares enough about Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin, Purdue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Stupid, yeah. stupid Fox Sports. Well, most games are three and a half hours about that. So, I don't yeah, know. not when it's on the Fox Network. More <laughs> like four or five hours. It's true. Yeah, all the commercials. Yeah, I know. We got to go to commercial. <laughs> we got a commercial, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so it's it, it's interesting here. Because number four, uh, Michigan is playing their last game uh, in the big house for this season, hosting Indiana. And Michigan is favored by 28 points. Yeah, wow. And the yeah. over-under is 53 and a half. So, yeah, yeah that's... Uh, uh, for for this matchup and the recent history and everything, that's quite a uh, quite the gap. Yeah, it is. You know, well, you know the the win streak Michigan's on with Indiana, don't you? So. Oh yeah, I don't know the exact numbers. Do you have the exact it's numbers? 22, or? Yeah, twenty two win streak going. Twenty two game win streak. The last time Indiana beat Michigan. But that was in Ann Arbor. I mean, they beat them back in 1967. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Yeah. So it's not looking too good for the Hoosiers to beat Michigan at the big house. Well, and the, and the thing is, too, that, I mean, even though Indiana hasn't had exactly like the strongest teams and had amazing seasons or anything, they've played Michigan well. Right. We know that game again, you know, when they played, uh, what, Rudock and they took us down to the wire. So. Yeah, you're right. They always play well at Indiana. They just have, they just aren't good at playing Michigan, at Michigan. <laughs> so well, even still, it's been relative. Um, well, I know it was the snow, essentially yep. like the snowball part two, and we had O'Corn at our quarterback, right? Yeah, and it was a ten point game. It wound up being twenty to ten. I think was the final. Right. We just ran the ball the whole time. Yeah. So. Yep. So, but I, um, I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting. We'll have to look at the numbers here. Uh, we'll do some comparisons and things like that. So, um, I guess maybe just go ahead and jump into it. I, I got some numbers here that'll be kind of interesting to point out. Um, from a rushing aspect, uh, defense, uh, Michigan ranks uh, 13th and Indiana ranks 83rd. Uh, so the difference is 75 yards allowed per game. Uh, so Michigan allows 75 less yards rushing each game. Uh, for the passing defense, Michigan is still holding the number one spot. And Indiana comes in at 72nd. And the yardage difference is 116.7. So interesting thing about that is, that Michigan averages allowing 116 yards a game. So double that, and that's how much 
Indiana has been averaging for how much they would allow each game. Right. So it will be interesting to see how and if Michigan chooses to capitalize on that because there is a big gap there. Yeah, well, you're right. In Indiana ranking 10th in the Big Ten at both what, offense and defense yards per play. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. So, yeah. The, uh, I mean, the good thing is Ramsey, you know, the quarterback for Indiana, he's completing around 67% of his throws, so he's not bad. I mean, it's around about the same as what Patterson's doing, so he's pretty efficient. <laughs> so. Yeah, the um, he does have some different uh, different stats though. He is currently seventeen for eleven. Yep. Um, so that's quite drastic because uh, I'm looking up to double check, but I think Patterson's what seventeen and three. Right. So yeah, even yeah, seventeen and three. Just had to double check and everything, but uh, yeah, they're they're very similar um, in other aspects. Yeah, but Ramsey has been passing a lot more than Patterson has. Patterson yeah. has uh, had two hundred twenty-seven attempts. Ramsey has had three hundred sixty-one. Wow! Wow! So they pass a lot. And they're and, gonna, and see, yeah. and that's wondering if they're gonna do that to Michigan based on because I think what, uh, yeah, Hill is still on a concussion protocol, so, and if I think they're still trying to determine whether he still had a concussion or not, um, if he does, then he, I think he has to go through a mandatory NCA check. So, well, I think it'd be good just to keep him out anyways, because I mean, not not yeah. downplaying Indiana, but I mean, no. Michigan's defense is deep. Yeah, exactly. They're deep, and you know, they'll keep Indiana in check. But yeah, yeah. But then um, the uh, I don't know why that's not coming up. That's weird. Um, so the that's where the one advantage comes in for Indiana when we move to the offensive side of the ball. Rushing offense uh, is Michigan's advantage. Uh, Michigan is ranked thirty first. Indiana is eighty second. They have almost. Uh, they outgain Indiana roughly 60 yards per game on average. Passing offense, though, Indiana is ranked 44th. Michigan is ranked 87th. Um, th- that's almost uh, 50 yards difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, you can tell because uh, they rely so heavily on it uh, with how many passes that they attempt each game. Uh, passing yards, Indiana has 2,500 and 54 and Michigan has 2065. So that's 500 yards difference right there. Right. Right. So, I mean, they rely heavily on that passing game, which does not bode for them. Well, coming into the number one passing defense in the country. Mm-hmm. So will they try to run it more to help balance things out? I mean, it's not going to help things out either that they are 17 for 11, for touchdowns to interceptions. So, I mean, and Michigan has uh, really good numbers. Where is it? Let me see. I've got it here. Um, so passing touchdowns to interceptions, Michigan as a team for the season is 19, and uh, I, I kind of have contradicting information. One source says four. One source says three okay. uh, interceptions. The fourth one they they were saying was Peters in game, but I can't remember that. Anyways, um, because he hasn't really even played. But uh, so that's a big differential there. But then here's the interesting one is that Michigan has only allowed six passing touchdowns, and they've taken ten interceptions. <laughs> yeah, golly, I know. Michigan, Michigan's defense has had more interceptions than passing touchdowns allowed. Yeah, that's cool. That is yeah. so. That's a great stat. Well, yeah. you know, another cool, interesting stat, and this probably more than likely is going to happen in the Indiana game is, I believe, and the you know, every opponent, Big Ten opponent, Michigan's played against, um, they've almost had ten to fifteen percent more 
plays per game than Michigan has. That tells you that Michigan's just not only methodically moving the ball down and scoring, is the other teams seem to be getting you know, more plays off, but they can't seem to score. And it's amazing. At the, the, there's like almost a 20% difference between the plays per Michigan and the opponent. So that's crazy, isn't it? You would think oh, it's not, but it's true. So. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And then, um, I mean, Michigan's defense has been holding most of, the, most of these teams to the, their season lows as far as uh, yards per game and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, it's – this it's, team is – so many plays off. The other the opponents are getting so many plays off, but they're not going for anything. It just tells you that that uh, the offense is, get, is on the field a lot and just – they're just – they have to be because they're trying to score and they can't do it. They just can't do it. And Michigan is amazing. You know, they're doing such amazing job. At, and I'm looking at this, and it's pretty amazing. Like you take, for instance um, – Northwestern, uh, Northwestern had 78% plays and Michigan had, I mean, 78 plays, I mean, 78% plays and Michigan had uh, 63%. I mean, that's a 19% difference. So 19 and a half, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. And all the numbers are almost the same too. Fewer plays, but scoring more. It's, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Good job, Michigan's great, man. So these are great numbers to see. So, oh yeah, and so um, some other stats to look at here: uh, third down conversion advantage, Michigan by um, almost. Uh, oh, thank you, random website, for playing a video after you've been open for five minutes. Uh, anyways. Uh, third down conversion percent. Michigan has uh, almost a ten uh, percent advantage. Uh, they're over just over fifty percent, and Indiana's just over forty percent conversion. But Michigan holding their opponents to twenty eight percent, while Indiana allows it's almost even for how much they uh, convert to what the other team converts because they're at forty one uh, points, allowing forty one point six. Uh, third down conversion percent. So uh, interesting thing to point out. Also, we talked about the passing touchdowns and interceptions. Michigan has 23 rushing touchdowns and has only allowed 10 rushing touchdowns, while Indiana has 14 rushing touchdowns and having allowed 15. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Advantage Michigan, advantage Michigan. Total numbers, Indiana has allowed 38 touchdowns this season, while Michigan has only allowed 16. So, I mean, of course, we're talking about the Michigan defense, which is outstanding again this year. So, Yeah, and Indiana, they they beat Rutgers. It was the last game they won, I believe. I'm not sure. I would have to look at that. I'm sorry, their first win was against Rutgers, but yeah. You're right. I mean, they lost multiple touchdowns in Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa, and then like you were talking about Maryland and uh, Penn State. But I think they lost uh, Minnesota too. So it's in it. Yeah, yeah. It's they're up and down. I mean, and some of their wins are non-conference too, though. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, they have. Yeah, they have more out-of-conference wins than uh, in-conference. Right. Right. So. So. I mean, they're struggling. I mean, I don't think they're like Rutgers bad, but yeah, it, you know, Indiana just, if, I, I think what you're saying is if Michigan was going to Indiana, yeah, it might be a, kind of a interesting game, but they're coming to the big house and this just doesn't look good for Indiana whatsoever, man. Oh. Yeah. I mean, and- this defense is a wrecking ball. Just, I mean, it's just, I mean, bad. It's just, it's Michigan's defense, like you said. I, now, this is what I would ask you if if we kind of figure Indiana's similar to Rutgers in a way, do you have some of your key guys sit? Like you're talking about Levert Hill, which I think he should, like you said. Um, yeah, he doesn't need to be in the game, but, you know, take somebody like Quiddy Payne, who actually went out 
um, I think he hurt his funny bone or something like that. Do you take him out? You know, th- something like that, just to get him a little bit of rest. I was just like, I'm su- surprised when Michigan's up by quite a few. Jim Harbaugh doesn't rest his guys more. Uh, well, yeah, we we talked about how last week was a weird game. Yeah. Uh, with the backups and everything, we'll see how this goes. I mean, it's going to be a uh, at the big house. Uh, maybe the they'll get out to a bigger lead. I don't know. I mean, uh, Indiana is more capable than Rutgers. I, I think everybody will kind of agree on that. So maybe Indiana will force them to keep some of the starters out there more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously it's not like, okay, this is the plan. You're everybody's just going out for the first half. Then we're going to change it at halftime. Obviously they have to see what the circumstances are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll most likely not going in. If there's anybody questionable, uh, I don't think they'll go in. I do believe that's possible. There was an article that went out this week uh, talking about Tariq Black, how they have slowly been trying to get him back into things. So people worried about, you know, oh, they're not using Tariq Black anymore. The dude came off an injury. What do you think that they're just going to put him back in and put him up full force? Um, I think that he's fine. Maybe he'll get more this game. Uh, if, if the field is not, if it's not snowing or wet on the field or anything, maybe they'll put him in more to kind of get him warmed up and everything. Perhaps not. Maybe they'll just wait a little bit longer. We'll see. But I don't know that that's kind of a good question. I mean, cause then the question too is Karan Higdon and Shea Patterson, the same questions that we had last week with Shea Patterson and the backup quarterback. So, no, I agree. I think this is, this might become similar in the Rutgers situation if it gets like that and to me I think at this time I I actually think maybe Jim Harbaugh might be taking this game as serious I mean he is but this might be a game where you have Higdon get some series playing and then you sit him I think Jim Harbaugh's probably going to do that because they're going to need him fresh for Ohio State um Shea is going to be interesting. Like we we're talking about, you know, maybe you get uh, Milton in there and play, at least get some playing time. Um, but uh, this game, Indiana has got to come in this game saying, you know what? I think the only way that we're going to be able to methodically win this game is to get big plays because no team is actually against Michigan methodically able to move down the field. Uh, and keep Michigan's defense on the bench and score. A lot of these scores you and I have seen these other teams have, and you always go, oh, my gosh, it's tied 7-7, or we're losing 14-7, what's going on? They, if you look at them, they're all been big plays, right? Burn plays that you, you know, for touchdowns or at least big yardage, big chunks of yardage, but um, – Michigan's always seem to answer back and always adjust and shut down teams. So um, that's all I see Mich- oh, Indiana doing in this game or how they're going to be able to win. <laughs> it's just that's all I can see. And just this is one of those games where I just see Michigan, if the only way Indiana can win is if they Michigan completely flops, like in all levels. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think anybody really sees it happening. Uh, I mean, Michigan knows what's at stake here. Um, so, yeah, they uh, – I don't think that they'll be messing around. Indiana will give it everything that uh, they've got because I think they're fighting for bowl eligibility. Yeah, they're sitting at 5-5 five and five right now, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'd have to win out. <laughs> yeah. But – I mean, like you were talking about, Karan Higdon is the one where I'm like, hey, he got his uh, thousand yards. You know, sit him. He doesn't need to prove anything. He's a stud. Uh, he's at nine, nine touchdowns. Um, and that's the thing is, you know, maybe protect some of the players a little bit more of this game if it's needed. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, the thing with Jim Harbaugh in these games is you're going to see more of the same. He's over what? Almost at sixty-five percent of his uh, plays are all run plays. That's what he does, and he's just going to wear down Indiana. 
this is what you're going to see. The first quarter, again, it's going to be kind of jockeying back and forth, you know, seven points here, seven points there. And then second quarter, it just wears teams out. They're tired. They can't keep up. Michigan just dominates on defense. They can't score very much. And then you're just going to see Jim Harbaugh run, run, run. And then that's when he lets Shea mix it up in there, and that's when he burns you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that's what he does. And, I, you know, it's always tough to see that. I know Michigan fans, even myself, I get a little bit impatient and see that, but it's true. That's how Michigan – that's how Jim Harbaugh wins games, and that's how, what you're seeing. So, Yeah, no, and I, I agree with that. And it will be interesting because – we talk uh, well. It all depends on how the play, um, how the game plays out. Because I think the two biggest looming questions for the Michigan team right now, and I may have said this last time. I can't remember if I did or maybe you did uh, as well. Because I know that we've thought we both have thought about this. The two biggest looming questions are um, field goal kicking and the backup quarterback. Yep. And right. granted, hopefully it doesn't come down to either of those things. Because if it doesn't, then it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, it has not. Uh, gosh, let me see. Other than um, Notre Dame and Northwestern, nothing has really been close at all where you would be like, oh, my gosh, our, uh, we – our field goal kicker has to be perfect. You know, Michigan has dominated, as we said. Right. Um, so that's why I'm like, hey, keep it up. I mean, everybody loves seeing it and everything, so uh, that would make things more comfortable. But, yeah, hopefully maybe those things don't even really become a factor that is concerning. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, and you got Indiana coming off of, you know, pretty good win at the end against Maryland. So they might be riding high coming into Michigan and, and taking them on. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, and they got a, they get a pretty good running back and what Stevie Scott, he's a, you know, not bad, pretty good running back. And I always thought Indiana always had some pretty good running backs in the past and do a pretty good job, but you know, he had a, he, he got over 100 yards against Maryland and got a TD, but he, he this team's not hasn't played a defense like this though. <laughs> and yeah. that's what we're about. It's just yeah, I don't think they will. <laughs> so well, but he's yeah, he's fighting. It, he's close to a thousand too, isn't he? Yeah, I was just gonna say he's fighting for a thousand yards because he's only 106 away. Yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah, he's um. He's yeah. going to be fighting. Uh, I mean, there's a possibility. I mean, against the Michigan defense, it might it'll be tough for him. But I mean, yeah, most likely he's going to be a thousand yard rusher for the season at least, because um, he's got two more games left. So yeah, he pretty he's good. fine for a thousand yards. Uh, their receivers are pretty uh, evenly spread apart because uh, they have four of their top five receivers have over 30. Again, I mean, it depends on how many uh, attempts that you have, but right. four of their top five receivers have over 30 receptions. Um, five of their top five have over 25. Put that in perspective, Michigan, their top three receivers have over 25 receptions, but that's it. Right. Right. That's uh, Donovan Peoples, Jones, Nico Collins, and Zach Gentry. So that puts it in a little perspective. But, again, their offense relies on the passing while Michigan does not. It's – I mean, honestly, sometimes you look at these games and it's just like Michigan could have won by just running the ball the whole time. Right, right. And then, you know, Ramsey, you know, hooking up with uh, – you know, he likes to hook up with Donovan Hale. So probably one of his one of his main targets. So he'll be covered pretty well. But, uh, I mean, do you see Michigan in this game – possibly using Martin like he did, you know, like they did last time. Shea looked at his way quite a few times. Um, I do. I see him doing, you know, putting him in there and kind of removing a couple of the receivers and using Martin, somebody like that, a little bit more using the tight ends more, Gentry. Uh, maybe Eubanks would get his, you know, some playing time. That'd be great. Yeah, I think they'll go easy with the starters. Um 
I think they might do kind of essentially what they did at Rutgers and mix other people in throughout the whole entire game. Right. Because um, they were they had Evans in there running quite a bit. Uh, Wilson was in there running more. I imagine Eubanks will be out there more. Bell, um, like you said, Oliver Martin and things like that. So it'll be kind of uh, interesting to see. Uh, to also put in perspective, though, too, their second leading rusher is their quarterback. Right. Uh, he's not exactly I, – I don't think he falls under dual-threat quarterback. I mean, he does He does run when he sees the opportunity. He's like the Shea, right? Uh, yeah, but he's got 97 carries for 266 yards, while Shea Patterson has 51 carries for 187 yards. So, I mean, he yeah. definitely does a lot more than Shea does. And right. I think – they might catch us a little bit. If it becomes a problem, I think they'll just put a permanent spy on him. I don't know if they'll – I doubt they'll do it for the whole game. But, uh, but yeah, if it becomes a problem, they'll put a spy on him. But he's not too fast. Uh, I mean, he's he's capable and everything. Uh, so I think if it poses a threat, that they'll, they'll shut it down quickly and adjust properly. So, yeah, I agree. And – you know, that, I think you'll see a heavy-duty uh, dose of uh, Evans and I think True Wilson right in the backfield. So I think you're going to start seeing that combo, much similar to Rutgers when he sat uh, Karan Higdon. So I expect those two guys to start getting a lot more playing time. Um, but uh, like you said, I guess we've come down to, let's say Michigan's got a substantial lead or it's got a healthy lead. I mean, what – you and I want to go back to the well of talking about what do you do for backup? What do you are? How about this? What what do you what would you like to see Jim Harbaugh do, or what would you want to see happen? Right now, at this point, I don't really care um, too much because <laughs> right. I'm just like put the backups in and who I like. You don't really have to come out and tell us who the backup is going to be, but let yeah. them both have passing opportunities. Right. Because right. the one opportunity that they had last game for Milton turned into absolutely nothing, and no one gained anything from that. Uh, Peters or Milton need to, whoever it is, I don't care about finding out who it is or who they think it is, just give them in-game opportunity uh, as much as possible with as many starters as you can, mm-hmm. at least for a little bit, so that you know, the routes are run correctly. They know the timing. They get the proper protection. They see it for what it's going to be so that if anything comes up, like even the Notre Dame situation where Shea Patterson was out for a few plays or maybe was it an entire drive or something, that we know that we have a capable person in there so that the other team doesn't know that, oh, they have nothing now, so it's either going to be uh, the running back or the quarterback keeping it and running a play, you know? Yeah, I yeah, know. And that's the thing is, you know, you could actually even put McCaffrey in there just to hand the ball off. If that's what you're going to do. He could do it. And, you know, you, and now I'm like, this is, doesn't make any sense. Why would you have backups in there and all you're going to do is hand the ball off or have Milton do a read option. And then he's just going to hold it and carry it and run. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like you were talking about, we need at least, hey, look, if you're going to play both quarterbacks, at least give them, like you were talking about, get some a few of the starters in there and get some passing plays down the field or do something. I want to see at least a pass. I don't think we've seen very many at all. And they got to get that down because just handing the ball off just isn't going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll see something. I mean, it is uh, senior the senior game. So, I mean, you're going to see Higdon, will, even though some people are going to be like, oh, just say Higdon. No, he's going to play some, you right. know, because going to be his last game at the big house and things like that. So there will be certain players that maybe you think, well, should just sit, but they're going to get some playing time. It's at the big house. So, yeah, um, that's true, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget about that. Right. But, and when it's the last game, yeah. So, some guys. Yep. Yeah. So, let's see here. Uh, let's go ahead. I think we'll go ahead and talk about the 
Uh, no, let's do lock or dump. Let's yeah. do lock or dump. Then we'll look at the other Big Ten games, and then we'll uh, finish off with our final thoughts and our predictions. So, um, okay, lock or dump it. All right, I gotta get ready for this. So, all right, the uh, so I gave you, I shared with you some of the numbers and everything. Uh, Indiana has been prone to interceptions. Michigan defense has been. I can't remember exactly how many games, if it's been a streak or anything, but has been kind of like an interception turnover machine. Uh, but Mich- the Michigan defense will get an interception this weekend. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with this website? I didn't even click anything. You're dumb, ESPN. Um, the Michigan defense will get an interception against Indiana. Oh, lock, lock. lock, lock it. it. Do you think that do you think we need to up that? Do you think that we should say an interception and a fumble or multiple interceptions? Mm. I'll, I'll let you help me out this time because I was kind of trying to decide exactly what to do with that. If you say multiple, I'll say uh, dump it. But I think I think we'll get one. Mm. Let's make it interesting. You want it. You're going two, aren't you? Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> All right. So the Michigan defense will get multiple interceptions against Indiana. Locker or dump it? You said you were going to dump? Yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of want to lock it because, I mean, gosh, these guys have 11 interceptions on the season. Right. And this is the best passing defense that they're going to be facing against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to lock it. I could use some points. Oh, what the heck? Go big or go home, right? So I'll go ahead and lock it. Fine. I'll lock it. All right, here we go. So something that we haven't seen, something that we don't know what's going on. I don't even know if they're going to take this many attempts, but Nordine will hit two field goals. Doesn't oh. mean that he's not going to yeah. miss anything. Well, he hit he, him. You mean he hit him? Like hit the goalpost? No, like make them. <laughs> make two field goals. Yeah. I'm dumping that. Dumping you know why I'm dumping that? Because they never have him kick anymore. Well, one, I don't think Jim Harbaugh wants to. I think he goes for him. I think he goes for it on four, fourth and two. You notice he's doing that more? I, to me, I don't think he trusts Nordine. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he trusts him at all at field goal. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if you're doing that, and I think he knows he can get fourth and two at times, he does, but. Yeah, but if they're going to do it, they need to use Mason. Right. And Mason needs to not backtrack. Right. Exactly. The world, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. Use Mason at fourth and two or four and one. Just go, just plow forward, Mason. You don't need to go to the outside. Yeah, it's don't need to get, just don't need get fancy with it. No, don't get fancy with it. You're not a running back. You're just a go forward plow. Yeah, you're just there to punch somebody in the face. That's right. You're a, yep. You're a train man. All right, here you go. Here's here's an interesting one. I leave the interesting one for last. Michigan will have a hundred yard rusher and a hundred yard receiver in this wow. game. Now context. Last game against Rutgers, Chris Evans had 75 yards and Donovan Peoples-Jones had 83 yards. So this is against a bad passing defense. We know we're going to be running a lot. So is there going to be opportunity to capitalize on the passing defense? And since Jim Harbaugh has been the head coach at Michigan, there have been only two games that Michigan has had a hundred yard rusher and receiver. Mm. Both of them came against Maryland. Okay. 2016, it was Smith and Chesson. And this year, 2018, it was Higdon and Gentry. Wow. Boom. I'm going to dump that. That's good. Just some dropping some good knowledge right there, man. I like that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dump that because okay. based on 
just based on the fact is you're going up against Indiana and Michigan, I think, is going to use a healthy dose of uh, True Wilson. They're going to combo it up with Evans and True Wilson at, at, during the game. I don't think Higdon's going to remotely get 100 yards. He might have, you know, burn them for a, uh, you know, half that you know, on a run. I could see that, but I just think he's going to do that. And I, I think what you're seeing is a lot more uh, Shea Patterson using up, using Martin a little bit more, and you're starting to see Nico Collins come in a little bit more on this, and then Peoples Jones is burn. Him. Is there's too many weapons on that receiving team that? I don't think each person is going to get 100 yards, or I think I think he's just going to spread the wealth. So I think under 100. So I'm going to dump that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be with you on that as well, because if this game was taking place in September, October against Indiana, against this team, I would probably lock it. Right. But because it's November, and then, um, you know, it's senior night. They're going to want to get different players in there, but also because of the game, the game the following weekend and not wanting to keep out your starters too long. I don't think anyone's going to be in there enough to be able to break a hundred yards. Kind of like what you were saying, but um, yeah, if this was, and I think that's part of the reason why it's been Maryland, uh, the two times that's happened. And if I'm not mistaken, both of those games were in September, October, right? Because it's earlier on, you know, you're getting everybody in there playing time. You're keeping your starters in and things like that. But now with it later on, you want to try to make sure that uh, everything goes okay. Okay. With the players and everything. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be in there long enough for both a rusher and a receiver, unless Michigan burns Indiana a lot like multiple big touchdown uh, or multiple long passes, multiple long uh, runs and things like that. So yeah, I I'm going to dump it. So yeah. Yeah. There's just, I think he's just going to be shuffling in and out of players during this game. So quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk about the other stuff that's going on this weekend. Uh, going on in the Big Ten. So we have uh, Northwestern, the winners of the uh, Big Ten West, are going on the road to Minnesota. Uh, The Wildcats are now ranked 22 um, in the college football playoff, and they are actually the underdog uh, by negative one. Michigan State is going on the road to Nebraska, where they are only favored by two and a half points. The Spartans are favored over Nebraska. Ohio State is going uh, ranked number 10, going on the road to Maryland, where they are the 14-point favorite. Penn State, ranked 14th, is going to Rutgers as 28-point favorites. And then as we uh, go into the 330 games, Iowa is going to Illinois uh, as a 14.5-point favorite. And Wisconsin is going to Purdue on the road the Badgers are the underdogs um, by four and a half points. So Purdue is favored by four and a half points. Craig, yeah. uh, if you want to take a lock from one of those. Well, it's funny. Uh, some of those I'm just kind of shocked by. I mean, think about Nebraska beginning of the season, man. No one would have picked them or even the middle, but they're starting to kind of come along and score, which is cool. But then Wisconsin's not favored. That's weird, man. Purdue's kind of up and down, but uh, I'm going to go with Penn State way over Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers at Penn State's got a pretty good defensive line, so um, I just think they're going to ball out and be yeah. So. And yeah, that'll that'll be interesting uh, to see how Rutgers play. Uh, Penn State took out uh, Wisconsin at home last week, uh, and then Rutgers coming off the loss to Michigan, so. Uh, I mean, everybody anticipates the win. We'll see if that's that large. Uh, a couple, kind of some weird matchups. Yeah, like you said, Wisconsin and Purdue. Um, just kind of surprising to not see Wisconsin favored. Um, but then also Northwestern uh, Minnesota, you know, a ranked team against an unranked team and uh, being the underdog with that. I'm 
don't usually like taking Michigan State or Ohio State, but I'll go ahead and take Michigan State um, negative two and a half uh, at Nebraska. So that'll be my lock. So then that just leaves the important stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that matters, and that is um, Michigan football. Yep. Final thoughts, final predictions. And I think you went first last time, so I'm going to go ahead and take it from here, all right? All right. Okay. So, uh, as I said... Everything's really in Michigan's favor except for um, the numbers for Indiana's passing offense, but they are coming in at that is going up against Michigan's greatest strength. So I think that essentially that's going to kind of be a wash. I think the defense is going to be excellent. Uh, it's senior night. It's going to be really tricky to see, you know, how long they keep people in there when they're going to be able to maybe extend the lead. I think that they're going to be able to get a decent lead on them. Um, But I do think that Indiana is going to be able to put up some points. I don't know if all of it will come in garbage time. I think that uh, that Michigan might go into halftime with with a shutout, but we'll kind of see. Indiana makes things interesting interesting all the time, so who knows uh, for sure. But I do think that uh, Michigan kind of continues their streak a little bit with putting up 42 points. Um, but I'm going to say that Indiana uh, gets a little bit more interesting with putting up a total of 14 points. Wow. So 42 to 14, um, that is going to be a wash on the 28-point uh, spread. But I'll take it. That's where I'm going to sit with that. Wow. Uh, Craig, your I'm thoughts. coming too, you have that. Yeah. So, wow. Well, you know, I you're right. I think Indiana's a little bit better team than Rutgers at this point, but um, not too much better because I think Indiana's coming in at 5-5 five and five and they just haven't been playing Big Ten teams. Their schedule very well. They've beaten all the um, out-of-conference teams pretty well, but that's not saying much. I think I think Michigan's defense is just going to harass Ramsey. Um, he's a he's a decent passer. I know they have a pretty good running back in Scott. He's a true freshman. He's close to a thousand yards, so I'm sure they'd like to get that. But that ain't happening on this defense. No way, no how, ain't happening. The only time I think this is what maybe I'm kind of going to go with is look if if. Indiana scores, it might be because we start putting, you know, resting our players for Ohio State. They start putting in some of the backups, you know, Milton or Peters, it doesn't matter. Um, that's when I, th- I see them maybe scoring, but I think they might just score seven in the first half, maybe, and get a field goal. But I just, I don't think Michigan's going to get a lot of points in this. I mean, you can do the whole 50 points. Sure. Do I see them getting that? Yeah, of course I do. But, I think they're going to kind of keep it uh, probably in the 30 range. So I might say 35 to 10 in this game. So Okay. All right. Yeah, I was kind of um, thinking about the 30-point range, um, but they've had quite a bit of success. So I'm, I'm sick and seeing if the streak stays live with putting up 42 points. But, yeah, I was thinking about the, uh, in the 30-point range for Michigan. But we'll kind of see how it goes. It it. Now, it's really say, tough to predict a game like this with Ohio State the following week. Right. And towards the end of the season, it's in November. If this game, uh, as I may have mentioned earlier, if this game was in September or October, I would have had a lot of other thoughts and predictions, but it's tricky at the end of the season. Right. And I think the only reason I would uh, can imagine, well, is big play runs, you know, big plays happening with Michigan and scoring pretty often which they can do but uh the very fact is maybe michigan knows that this uh, playoff committee looks at blowouts and you know and michigan goes you know what you got to score another you know you got to score 40 on this team in order in order to keep georgia at bay (laughs) you know what i mean and we and i were talking about that saying georgia's always seems we're always not sure where they're going but i think they have this I think committee likes Michigan, the way they're playing, the way they're blowing out teams. So um, that would be the only reason I could see them doing it. But, you know. Well, I'll I'll say this kind of here before we end things. I 
and you can share your thoughts too. I don't imagine that they think really much of anything about the playoff rankings. Um, right. I I honestly wonder if they look past. I mean, because yeah, everybody's talking about oh, you got to take it one game at a time and everything. The fans. Fans can do whatever they want. I, I honestly kind of don't care. But players, uh, they seem to be focused. They seem to be doing real well, taking it week by week, and I think they will. I think they'll be focused for this because they know what's on the line. They want to get to the ti- uh, the Big Ten title game. I think that's kind of the only thing that they're looking at because if they, they know if they take care of business that they'll be right there in that mix. And, uh, you know, thinking about the details and everything, I don't believe they're – talking about it or really concerned about it. I, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Right. No, yeah, you're right. And even if it's, you know, they don't get the 40 points, it's, I don't think it'll move at all either. So I think they, I think they really, I think they really like Michigan. I think they like the way Michigan's been playing. So um, just the way the progression of Michigan and how they've been doing this past, you know, uh, since the Notre Dame game, it's just gotten better and better. So I think the committee is looking at that and and, and recognizing that, and that's a good thing for Michigan. So, yeah, and we kind of anticipated with our previous episode that we didn't think too much was going to change probably in the rankings this week, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, there's lots of games to be played, so we'll watch how that goes and plays out. So. Uh, but, yeah, that wraps up uh, things for us. We always uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us and uh, tuning in. We hope you guys had a good week. Uh, if you guys are traveling in the game, drive safe wherever you're watching it. Have fun. And we'll finish off with uh, Go Blue. Go Blue.